Hey everybody, back with the Because of Jesus podcast. Today, if you didn't know it, Pastor, is episode 10. Wow. 10 times that you've done this podcast, a few for me, mm -hmm. but 10 times since we started this podcast, um, and it's the day before Thanksgiving, and so uh, today, um, I just want to see what you guys are having for dinner tomorrow, see if I can swing by. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Deep> <laughs> what do you guys are you having? Yeah. Deep fried turkey. Exactly. Deviled eggs. Uh, shrimp. We always do shrimp. I know it's a little weird, but my family likes shrimp. You mentioned shrimp from the from the pulpit the other day on top of your deviled eggs, and somebody looked at me weird, and I said, "It's been going. I've seen it like on Facebook oh. for the last two weeks. Shrimp on top of deviled eggs. Don't knock it. I'm telling oh, you, it I, is good. Shrimp on anything is good. And for I me. like it grilled, like blackened shrimp on mm -hmm. top of the deviled eggs. Uh, yes, hmm. yes. The deep fried turkeys. I'm doing my first ever smoked turkey this year. Okay. Um. So. Usually, the first time I do stuff on a smoker turns out well, so hopefully a turkey's the same way. I um, like deep fried. Mm -hmm. no, I do too, but I ain't trying to blow up my house. You know what you do with a turkey <laughs> that you cook in the oven? You throw it out and you deep fry turkey. <laughs> that, that is true. Throw it out. Yeah, um, and for those out there, some of the basketball guys and myself were talking the other night. We had practice, and uh, they're like, uh, yeah, make sure you thaw out your turkey. I was like, yeah, you think? That's where all them viral videos come Absolutely. from. Do not drop your frozen turkey. That's something John Mark would do. <laughs> yeah, I think he has a he. I think he has one of them infrared uh, deep fryer okay. or something like that. Yeah, he showed me one time. But Thanksgiving coming up. Hope you guys have an awesome Thanksgiving. Um, it's a good time of year. Different uh, this year uh, for me and my family. Um, I have my in laws just moved in town. Absolutely. So I got free babysitting. Um, so we're excited for that. <laughs> and we got new church, uh, new church members, church family. Yeah. And uh, they're good people. Yeah. Good yeah. people. Yeah. Just moved to couch for them a few minutes ago. So yeah, been, been working us hard, but yes, sir. we'll, we'll, we'll pay up for it later on with babysitting. But, um, so with Thanksgiving season, uh, this past Sunday's message was the final message of the Esther season. Uh, so share with us your thoughts on that. It, it, the timing was perfect. And, you know, Esther has been about the providential hand of God the sovereignty of God. And really with our congregation, it was perfect because it was about uh, being thankful and remembrance. When you get to Esther 9, you're coming off of the resistance of the Jewish people. We talked about how two decrees were warring against each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, really, we call it D-Day, but it was two decrees that Haman had decreed to kill the Jewish people. But the uh, king gave Mordecai and Esther... Um, the privilege of writing a new decree. Persian law said you could not change the decree, but you could write a new one. So they write this new decree, and with that, they prevailed. You remember how in Sushan that they killed 500 of those that opposed the Jews. And so anyway, they prevail, and so you have victory. Out of that resistance was what I call redemption. That was God's redemptive hand redeeming the people of God. But then after redemption, there's a key thing that we often lose, I believe, you know, our minds are distracted in this day and time. There's a lot going on, the cares of life, crises that come in our life. And many times we forget or we don't remember. So you have resistance, redemption, then we remember. And we remember what? Remember the faithfulness of God. Remember that all through Esther, that even though God's name was never mentioned, God's hand is all over it. Remember how God providentially placed Esther in position. 
Remember how God providentially placed Mordecai uh, to, in a place to hear the plot to assassinate the king. Remember, remember, remember. And so we use that as a, as a backdrop to talk to our people in Esther 9, what was called the Feast of Purim. And Johnny, the Feast of Purim, which the Jewish people still celebrate to this day, um, the P, uh, P-U-R, it means lots. If you remember, Haman cast a lot uh, to see what day that he would annihilate the Jews. Proverbs teaches us that God is still the God behind the casting of the lots, meaning that there is no chance or happenstance or this was luck. No, this was the hand of God. And so what you have is the Jewish people celebrating um, Purim, and that's the plural word there. They're celebrating the God behind the casting of the lot, the God that providentially put the right people at the right place at the right time um, so that they could be used by God. So anything you want to add here? Mm, uh, keep going. <laughs> so, and, and it came out this way. The, the Sunday was a beautiful Sunday. And so what we have is the Feast of Purim. And so this was a chance for them to reflect back and remember. And at the Feast of Purim on the first day, they would they would fast. And they would go to the synagogue, and um, they would read the whole book of Esther. And kind of a funny story, uh, they would dress in costumes, and still do. Um, and every time the name Haman was mentioned, they would boo. Mm-hmm. You know, And I, I think our church kind of found that comical and, and actually enjoyed it. But when Mordecai was mentioned, then they would cheer. And so everybody was participating because it was a chance for all of them to remember like for us, it's a chance for all of us to remember the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. We may not have had a Persian empire of captivity, and we may not have had a Haman against us, but we do have the enemies of our soul. We do have this flesh. We have this world which we live in. And how many times over my life and your life has God been faithful, that God has showed up time and time again and been good to us? And so we may not celebrate the Feast of Purim, but we do celebrate even at Thanksgiving. That's what I pushed the congregation is to remember. And think about this. I just bought a, a new truck or a different truck. And when you turn it off, it has a light that reminds you to look in the back seat so yeah. you don't forget precious cargo. Mm-hmm. So we, we and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but. I mean, just think about that. What's in the back seat? Your children are in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Your, your your items are in the back seat. So we even have instruments to remind us not to forget precious cargo in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Well, spiritually, it's the same way. We need a reminder to not forget the goodness of God and the blessings of God and what God has done for us all the days of our life. Yeah, you want to add here? No, I just uh, when you mentioned that, yes, you mentioned that the other day in the. In the uh, sermon I thought about, it, I was like, with the reminder, my my vehicles have the same thing, and um, I was like, that was put there because somebody had to have that reminder. Absolutely, somebody had to have that reminder. Things are invented because of, out of necessity. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, that reminder is out of necessity because we have so much going on in our minds and in our in our lives that we have to be reminded of, we of his al- goodness. We have alarms. Um, on our phones to remind us. My I mean, reminder app is is my lifeline. Yes. Um, there's so much going on and so many things that people tell you, especially on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. They're like, hey, um, can you do this? You know, yeah. all this stuff going on. And if I, I, I pull out my phone out of habit now, not to be rude, I just tell them, hey, let me write this down real quick so I don't forget Absolutely. and put it for later. Um, my reminder app is a That's godsend. why you're a gifted <laughs> administrator too, though, because you know it's those details that you – Make sure that you don't forget because it's easy to forget. Mm-hmm. 
And that's and that's what we talked about, Johnny. And to push, kind of give you what the Feast of Purim does, kind of go a deeper level here. There was three things that they celebrated. And so the Jewish people on the second day after they uh, um, read the Book of Esther on the first day, and then they booed and cheered. Then on the second day they would go to houses and they would feast, like what we do on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And they're not trying to say we don't that, fast on Wednesday though. No, we that. don't. No, we don't. <laughs> uh, but but not to say that these two are the same. One's spiritual and one's a national holiday. But the emphasis is still there that we should be thankful I, I i like thankful people mm-hmm. one of my biggest is one of my biggest pet peeves and not the biggest and you know this is ungrateful people that people feel like that you know they've done it all themselves church ball players in life it doesn't matter mm-hmm. we're standing on somebody's shoulders mm-hmm. along the way and so what, what happened they would feast um at someone's house and they would remember three things first of all they remember that god gave them relief from their enemies and i like that because they, they, they gave praise back to God because they recognized if it had not been for God, we would have perished. These people of captivity uh, in a Persian empire would have perished. Mm. There, was a, there was a sentence of death over their life until the second decree was written. You know, even though Esther fell favor and Mordecai fell favor, there was a sentence of death over their life. And so they wanted to give God praise for deliverance. I think you and I should give God praise for deliverance. We have been saved. We have been redeemed. We have been delivered, plugged out, rescued, reconciled, whatever spiritual word you want to use there, regenerated, justification. I mean, we can keep going, but but nevertheless, we have been redeemed. And so we need to thank God that God has uh, you know, delivered us and give us relief from our enemies, and not just in salvation, but the things that war against us and fight against us. How many times that unseen hand of God, and how many times, you know, I, I, I could go on of, of, of victories in the Bible for Daniel and David and so on. And I love David when it talks about the feet uh, marching through the, the trees or the sound thereof and, and that brought deliverance. And so the first thing was they wanted to give God praise for deliverance. And then I think we've, I think we've lost that. I think we've lost to stop and say, this was God. This was not coincidence. This was not chance, but this was my God prevailing. Through word, through song, through might, through angels taking charge, this was my God, and He's worthy of that. Praise. Yeah, and I don't I'm trying to remember if you did it at second service, but I know in the first service may have been during this part or not. But you, I think you challenged the men. Was it during this point in time of the message to, you know, to stand up and to pray? Not just God is God is great, God is good. Let's thank Him for our food. But in this moment, when we have dinner tomorrow or lunch, yes. whenever we have, as men to stand up and say, "Hey, you know, look at where we've been and look at where we are now." Absolutely. The thankfulness and have gratitude for what He has given us and 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 celebration of that is what tomorrow really is all about. You, you think about this: Christmas, probably, maybe, outside of these two holidays, when is the family going to gather together mm-hmm. like this again? And I, suffering the death of my father in the last year and a half, I know how things can change, and it changes everything. So I told the men, this is your opportunity. Mm -hmm. Take five minutes to stop and tell the family story. Excuse me. You know, if it had not been for God, if it had not been for God uh, redeeming Grandpa, if it had not been for mm-hmm. God, you know, sparing our life during the car wreck, if it had not been for God when the enemy of my soul through addiction or stronghold was about to take us under, and God, God prevailed. Mm-hmm. You know, the same God of Joshua is still my God today. You know, yeah. you want to have there? I, I mean, no, I, no, we're yeah. all over it. No. 
And so we, we talked about relief from enemies too. He said that they would turn their sorrow uh, to happiness and their mourning to joy. And I like that. That they recognized that because of circumstance, there was no way to be happy. There was a sentence of death over their life. But God turned that. Mm-hmm. At that moment of redemption, uh, God turned that. And, uh, you know, it was their resistance, but it was still God behind the scenes. It was supernatural. In fact, Esther prayed for an extra day, and God granted her an extra <laughs> day to fight. And so what you have there, you, you, you have them saying, God, you know, we once were walking in sorrow. We had no song. We had no joy. You know, we had nothing to praise or cheer about. And yet, God, through your hand at this Feast of Purim, and, and as we celebrate this week of Thanksgiving, you know, God, you've turned my 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 sorrow into dancing. You know, we sung a sub- couple songs lately about dancing, and it really challenged me because sometimes we sing about things that we really don't want to see in church. Mm-hmm. And I told you that, <laughs> you know, that, you know, we talk about dancing, but nobody's dancing. You know, we you know we, we quote the scripture, and I'm not advocating that we all should dance Sunday morning, but I am saying we should have that emotion of, of an expression of excitement and, and, and realize that I'm no longer uh, filled with that Eeyore spirit, I call it, yeah. but but I, there's a spirit where I am happy. Yeah. And, and then we took it a step further. Happiness can be circumstantial, but joy is different. Mm-hmm. Joy is abiding. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, Johnny, the thing that marked the, the early church 27 years ago when I came in, um, Sister Parker was a hero of mine. Um, she was joyful. She been, she been, she's went through the life, and she was scarred by life. Mm-hmm. I remember her telling me of the death of her child. I never forget that her child uh, drowned, and I asked her sitting at her table one morning with her and her husband. I asked her, "How did you make it?" And she said, "If it would not have been for the Holy Ghost, I wouldn't have made it." Mm-hmm. And then she would start weeping, and she was Pentecostal. Then she start worshiping, and you see the joy of the Lord. And then Nehemiah tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah. And so, you know, happiness can be circumstantial. Uh, it's depending. It's, it's what I tell you about John Mark. Uh, for three quarters the other night, he was mad <laughs> about his Gamecocks. But in the fourth quarter, he was ready to have yeah. an extra hour of worship. <laughs> and so that, that can change depending upon the, the, the climate. But joy is different. Joy is abiding. Joy is in the hospital. Jo- joy is in the funeral home. Joy is in the church. And the people of God, we should get our joy back. And Esther, for the Jewish people, they want to celebrate that their morning was over. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And um, it was a beautiful thought. And joy is contagious. Oh, I mean, that's, that's the big thing. Joy Preach. is contagious. Like you, you mentioned Sister Parker. Um, I have obviously older saints that I've looked up to over the years, but um, there's two people to come to mind. One was in a previous youth group that I had in Savannah, and then another student that I'm leading now. Mm. Um, both are females, and you mentioned a lady too. So, yeah. the the joy that is on their spirit that is it's, it's contagious when they're around other people and they have that joy, and other people see it, oh, they can't help but to have joy as well. Or if they're if they're the Eeyore spirit, they can't help but to leave that joy. Yeah, you. Um, I don't know our time frame here, but now you're preaching now, son. You're you're, you're going into the Book of Acts. You know, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give I thee, take up thy bed and walk. You know, in Mark, there's people at Pentecost where others wanted to join the church daily. And I remember that. I don't know. I don't think the early church that I came into was wealthy. We grew there, and God began to bless us and prosper us. 
But I can see those old saints worship, worship. Mm-hmm. I mean, spontaneous. I mean, eyes lifted toward heaven. Uh, just, you know, no matter what was going on in the world, it didn't matter because they knew who, who they belonged to. Yep. They were joyful. Sister Hodges, I could see her shouting as she sung. Uh, Sister Pierce, oh, the joy the Lord would come on her. She'd shout, never say a word any other time. But when the Spirit of God came on her, the joy you could see in her life, it was joyful. Mm. We, we need more joy back in our church. Yeah. Yeah. You had a big expression of joy yesterday at the end. If you hadn't watched yesterday, or if you haven't watched Sunday service, um, yeah. there was a water bottle casualty. Listen, <laughs> I lost the grip. I'm getting older. Uh, we were back. Well, I was back here in the back, uh, kind of directing the guys on when to yeah. go off service and things like that. And uh, John Strum was back here. He's like, he just threw that water bottle. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got excited and lost it. it was just, yeah. I was just glad it, was, it wasn't the bottle of oil because that no, would have made no, a bigger no, mess. No, no. No. You grabbed no, no. it, and I was like, he's about to take a drink, and then all yeah. of a sudden just boom, yeah. just threw that thing. And listen, you know what? joy just came over you. We, we don't do stuff for to be a sideshow or comical or to say we have something that another church doesn't have. However, on the other side of that, I don't want to apologize for being worshipful and joyful. And it's excited when people get saved. We cheer strong for our teams to score mm-hmm. a touchdown, and we minimize salvation experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people are being redeemed in our sanctuary, and you know we're supposed to sit back and just give that tennis clap. Um, I don't know if that's that's right. And yeah. now I would never speak for anyone else or their church, but here we are joyful. We celebrate wins. We celebrate victory, and we celebrate redemption. And uh, I'm not going to apologize for that. Oh, yeah. I, I think we should. Let, let me touch with this. I know we got to close. One thing that they did after this that I like, that the Bible said that they invited others to eat. The table has always been a, a, a place. I'm not talking about me gaining weight. I'm talking about the, the communion, mm-hmm. the community mm-hmm. uh, of the church has always been a win for us. Uh, inviting people of all all backgrounds, Jew and Gentile, White, black, rich, poor, doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter to the table. And they feasted together. And it's that it's that welcoming accommodation that's caused us to be victorious in our church. You know, somebody put a rumor out on me and says, that's the preacher that, that lets anybody go to church. And they thought they were going to hurt me with that. And I, I told the person that was sticking up for me, don't, don't stick up for me. Yeah. Let them keep spreading that rumor. <laughs> I want them to spread that room. That's exactly who I am. Yep. Because if they let me come in, uh, I was so bad at one time, I had to pay to come to church, it seemed like, <laughs> right? And so, true story, true true story. A girl came uh, Sunday morning to church, and uh, she didn't know me except for being a pastor of this church. And she told me, you know, and I won't mention the, the name, but well, I'll mention the name, it doesn't matter. But, but uh, I, I said, where are you from? And she said, uh, Chiral. So if you're from Chiral, you say Chiral. If you're not from Chiral, you say Chiral. And she said, I'm from Chiral. I said, I went to school in Chiral. And she said, uh, what class? I said, 96. And she said, I'm 97. She said, Bishop, what's your name? And I said, Neil Nolan, she said, ooh, you were bad. You were bad in high school. I think school. I kind of walked behind that conversation yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah, she said, but you're good now. You're good now. And, and you will call your brother down. To, yes, yeah. yes, because he, he was 98. Yeah. And I thought, I, yeah, I was. I was lost. <laughs> and it was kind of that, that that comical moment when she's like, you were bad, but you're good now. And, well, God's been good to me. And uh, I was lost. And so uh, I had to pay to get into church, it seemed like. Um, but those people welcomed me. So we should welcome people to the table. And lastly, 
I love this because this is my nature. You know this. They begin to bless the poor. They begin to bless the poor, bless people. We bless a lot of people here. You know, it's been said privately a couple of times about my ministry. That man will give everything away. But I promise you, every time we give, God sends it right back. Yep. Every time we give, God sends it right back and we start blessing more people. And so I want to be a giver. I want to be, I want the gift of giving that Romans 12 talks about. I want that on my life. I want it on our church. And uh, we raised $46,000 in October for missions. I don't want to apologize for that. I want to do more. And so they begin to give gifts to people. And uh, what, a, what, a, what a show of celebration. All because God prevailed against the people that wanted to destroy their soul. Amen. 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 Wrapping up, Esther, um, what's next for this upcoming season? Or no, I guess gonna, we got the holiday season, so we got a few, yeah, a few Sundays. We're going to do some holiday stuff. But then for the first of the year on Wednesday nights, I'm going to do a series about what not to bring into the new year. Mm-hmm. Lord has already spoke to me about two things. Uh, one, one is when we make mistakes. Uh, what to do after that? Um, also, um, I'm I'm studying the life of Joshua, not not the whole book of Joshua, but Joshua himself. Uh, I've always been a, I always loved Joseph. That's kind of been my story, but right now the Spirit of God's got me studying Joshua, and we're gonna bring some good stuff about cool. Joshua in the new cool. year. Good stuff. A lot of things coming up. Even the podcast. We'll do a few different uh, format things coming in the next few weeks. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. If once again, if you haven't. Um, shared or, or subscribe to this podcast we invite you to do that yeah. episode 10 today kind of a mini milestone so uh, thank you guys all of you that have yeah. commented that have subscribed all of you thank you so much uh to the because of jesus podcast and so episode 10 that wraps it up and that wraps up esther and yeah. uh, we will see you guys next week hope you have a happy thanksgiving yeah. and eat all the fried turkey that you can handle absolutely amen all right we'll see you guys later